0: listener production. An unfortunate decline on the Aussie market to end the week.
1: And investors await the start of the US earnings season later tonight.
0: Good afternoon, I'm Laura. I'm Craig. It's Friday the 13th of October. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Good afternoon, Crank. Happy Friday the 13th.
1: Friday the 13th. That must be the reason why we're down today. It must <laughs> exactly.
0: be the Exactly. I was just going to say, do you have any spooky plans tonight?
1: No spooky plans no at spooky all. No spooky plans.
0: But it was definitely spooky on the Aussie market mm. today, as you mentioned. We put an end to our six-day winning streak. Well, not quite just yet. We're not closed just yet. But at the moment, ahead of the close, we have about just over half an hour to go, or just under half an hour, rather. And the market is down by half a percent which means that longest winning streak in four months is over, probably, and we did see that happening yesterday, where it sort of flicked on the close, didn't it?
1: Yeah, we were lucky to get into the positive territory yesterday. So, yeah, the winning streak has ended, and all good streaks come to an end. Uh, we can start <laughs> another one up next week.
0: Exactly, all good things must come to an end. But the good news is we are still on track to lift by about one and a half percent over the course of the week. But A lot has happened this week. So at the beginning of the week, we had oil prices being driven higher by fears that the war in the Middle East would escalate and that would potentially impact the supply of oil. Those fears then subsided. We had comments from US federal officials hinting that they might not need to hike interest rates again. And then we had inflation data which pointed in the other direction anything else
1: no i think that's a pretty good wrap up we seem yeah. to have gone through the week you know so okay despite all the concerns that are around the place at the moment
0: yep so as per usual there's three things top of mind for investors which is inflation interest rates and also what's happening from china so a lot has happened in the past 24 hours in the way of economic data Let's start with the inflation data from last night. What's your take on what happened with those US inflation figures last night, Craig?
1: Uh, I'm not as negative as a lot of others are (laughs) in terms of that result. I think it was slightly above expectations, but nothing to get too disruptive about. I think if we go to two or three decimal points, it'll show that we just fell over the wrong side of the ledger and you're sort Mm -hmm. of higher than expected inflation rather than lower than expected inflation. So I wouldn't be adversely concerned about that, but it wasn't a useful time, I suppose, for US investors to take profit.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it didn't really change expectations for interest rates to stay on hold next month. So there's still roughly just about a 10% chance that they will hike rates in early November, 1st of November, actually, when, when they meet. But there's now bigger bets that they might hike again before the end of the year, so in December.
1: Yes, that's right. The expectation that the Federal Reserve may go again, has supported the US dollar. So, what we've seen overnight, the Aussie dollar has lost around about a cent against the Greenback. Nothing really that we've done wrong here in Australia. Mm. The fact is that the expectation is perhaps slightly higher interest rates in the United States support the currency. And as a result, it's, we've fallen from 64.3 mm. US cents to 63.2 <laughs> US cents. Huh?
0: Yes, exactly right. Massive, massive drop. And in terms of China, we had those inflation figures coming out and also international trade data,
1: overall not too good? Well, probably more mixed rather than anything else. If you look at the year to September, Chinese inflation was flat. Now, they were looking for a, an increase of 0.2%. So it was a little bit you know, on the, the weaker side of proceedings, for the month, we had 0.2% increase in consumer prices, as 0.3% was the expectation. The, the trade figures weren't too bad, though. Mm. The exports still down on a year ago, down by 6.2%, but the expectation was a 7.6% decline. Imports basically in line with expectations, down a bit over 6% on the year, but the surplus sharply higher from around about $70 billion US to 77.7. US billion dollars. We've got some key Chinese economic growth figures coming out in the coming weeks.
0: Exactly right. And we're really concerned about this as we keep harping on about because they are the world's second largest economy. They're really, really pivotal in what happens to commodities and demand and supply and all of that sort of stuff. So we're always watching what's happening with China. And since the beginning of the year, since they came out of COVID lockdowns, it just there hasn't been that big growth in their economy that we were wanting to see. And there also hasn't been stimulus on the other side of things. So we're not seeing either of the things that we want to see, but you know we'll, we'll just wait and see, as you mentioned, on that other economic data coming out. In terms of sector performance, the healthcare sector was one of the only sectors or one of the few sectors to lift today, and that's after being the worst by far yesterday. The sector actually had its worst day in four months, and that was mostly due to CSL, after news that the weight loss drug Peak, could be used to treat kidney disease, which Mm -hmm. would directly impact one of CSL's main business. So they were down Mm 6.3% yesterday. They hit their lowest level since Mm -hmm. late 2019, but they did recover a little bit today. That's why we saw the healthcare sector performing well. It was also the utilities sector that's lifting as well. All others are in the red and we're seeing those interest rate sensitive tech and real estate sectors being lower as well but over the week healthcare is on track to fall most down over two mm. percent and consumer staples just slightly lower as well ahead of the close of course these can change while utilities was best up over five percent And that was largely driven by what happened with origin energy earlier in the week on tuesday
1: Yes, we had the energy sector higher over the week as well. The tech sector's up by around about 3.3% and telco's up by around about 2.9%. So one or two sectors Mm. probably fell into the red over the week.
0: Yep, and there was a few companies out with some news today. Pact Group was one of them.
1: Yes, Pact is involved with producing plastic bottles, vitamin and uh, beverage containers. Uh, It's had a tough couple of years, um, high raw material costs, really crunched. Profits for, for PACT. Now, the major investor and the chairman, Raphael Gemeinder, wants to take Pact off the market. And he's put a um, offer down of $234 million for the company, basically at 68 cents a share. Now the independent board commission has put an expert in charge, and Croll Australia says that an offer between $1.6 and $1.51 is fair value to take full control of the company and take it off market. So the independent experts basically saying that the offer is neither fair nor reasonable. And what we've had is the independent directors have advised to reject the offer. So it's a battle for control. And we'll have to see how this one fares out over time.
0: Today, we also had an update on the $26 billion takeover of Aussie gold miner Newcrest by Canadian gold miner Newmont Shareholders overwhelmingly voted in favor of the takeover. 93% of shareholders that voted in favor of it. So, all that's left to do is get approval from the Federal Court of Australia lodge that approval with ASIC, then it's a done deal. So we'll wait and see if that comes to fruition. Newcrest shareholders will get $1.10 US paid out in the form of a special dividend and 0.4 shares in Newmont for every Newcrest share that they hold. So if this does all go ahead, the last day that Newcrest will trade on the Aussie market will be Thursday the 26th of October which is just around the corner in less than two weeks time and today we saw Newquest shares up over one percent at the moment ahead of the close but of course we do have a little bit of time left and Harvey Norman shares did trade ex-dividend today as well they're down over four percent they're set to pay 12 cents per share to eligible shareholders on the 13th of November. Let's look ahead to Tonight,
1: the yeah, earnings season really gets underway in earnest. BlackRock, Citigroup, J.P. Morgan Chase, PNC Financial, United Health, and Wells Fargo, amongst those which are reporting earnings later tonight. We've also got consumer confidence, which also has a measure of inflation expectations. The roundup of the inflation reporting season for the United States. We've had consumer and producer prices, export and import prices, out later tonight
0: ahead for the rest of the week. So here in Australia, undoubtedly, those jobs figures are going to be what we're watching most closely. They'll be out on Thursday morning. There's also going to be a number of speeches from members of the RBA, plus we'll get their meeting minutes. There'll be more AGM, so the likes of Treasury Wine, Stockland, Telstra, Cochlear, Origin Energy, Transurban, plenty others. And we also have Newcrest Trading Ex-Dividend on Wednesday
1: overseas. The Chinese economic growth figures certainly do stand out. They're coming out on Wednesday, as well as the activity data for September. In the United States, retail sales and industrial production coming out on Tuesday. We've got Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell giving a speech on Thursday. And of course, the Reserve Bank Governor here in Australia is delivering a speech, Michelle Bullock, on Wednesday. So there is a lot to look out for over the coming week.
0: There absolutely is. Always a lot to look forward to in the next week in the share market. It's been a great week, and we'll do this again next week.
1: We will see you.
0: This podcast is prepared, approved, and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 6006725439, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting, and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice.
1: Listener